0: Does it, why stopped? does it still sound like it's... I think it's a train. It is a fucking train. It's a really heavy train. All those Christmas presents. Why is my Christmas tree lights off? Oh, there we go. <laughs> now it's
1: Christmas. It's just like a flick of the switch. Like <laughs> <laughs> Very efficient. It's still
0: going. <laughs> God. I can just hear it in the back. I think episode one, like you really heard it. I thought
1: that it wasn't dog that barking loud. was insane. <laughs> insane. <laughs> well, it was your day today. <laughs>
0: okay. It was okay. So, <laughs> Tell my cat baby, <laughs> it was like scratching me. Ew. It was like going like this, and I was like, "Ow!" It bites me. It's a white one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. the <laughs> one didn't want to come up to me. For no, some
0: it's like skittish.
1: No, it doesn't mm. like anybody. I don't even like that. <laughs> it's just like a mutual relationship. Yeah. Okay. I think um, we can start. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, welcome to episode three. <laughs> welcome to episode three.
0: Alright, we're recording in three, two, one.
1: Welcome to episode three. This is the conceptual.
0: We're so on the same page tonight. What? <laughs> we have it together. We are usually well put together people. People. <laughs> yeah. My mind is everywhere. I forced Tori basically to re-record this because <laughs> we recorded yesterday, and I absolutely hated all the audio. So, this is us trying it again. This is round two. This is supposed to be better. (laughs) Come to a great start.
1: Yes. Okay, so let's try this again. Hi, guys. Hey. It's Tori. And Grizzy. And And this this is Conceptual Chaos Chaos Podcast. Thanks for joining in for episode three. Woo, we made it this far. We can't stop now. We won't stop now. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost Christmas, and Grizel decorated her house so cute. I'm sitting right next to a tree. Yeah,
0: I go all out for Christmas. Sometimes it looks like I like Christmas threw up in here. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't go all out this year.
1: I'm okay with it, though. It's this cute. This is
0: very minute.
1: There we go with the. That embarrassing episode is pretty good. Got a lot of good feedback on that one.
0: Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. That was, like, so far the (laughs) the most listened to episode, right? Yeah. It even got us, like, over our little hump. So thank you guys because now we're eligible for ambassadorship on our platforms here. Yes. Which means we're going to be making the moolah, which means (laughs) we're going to be... Providing... Better content. Better equipment. Yeah. You guys are going to definitely see the rewards with that one.
1: Yay! Woo! So thank you guys. Insert fun clip here. (laughs) Yay! So as for every beginning of every episode, we like to define what what the topic is for the episode, which is... This week it's going to be about toxic people,
0: learning when to let them go, red flags... To watch out for. And what you could do about them. When are you not just throwing away a friendship or a relationship or whatever, but you've really done everything you can and you just need to cut
1: it short. It's time for you to, like, regain your peace. Right. And to let you guys know... We're not perfect ourselves. Disclaimer. I am perfect, but Tori isn't perfect. (laughs) I am very much not perfect. (laughs) Imperfect human being. No, we're Mm -hmm. all flawed. We're all human. But we've had our moments and hopefully have grown from them.
0: Yes. Learn from your mistakes. Become a better person from them, guys. Don't just keep being pieces of shit.
1: <laughs> and that's Insight with Chris. Ding! Ding! Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and we chose this topic because
1: I think we could all relate. hmm We've all been there. We all know someone. We've all been that person. Toxicas, bunch of
0: toxicas, um, yeah. And we're gonna talk about like the different kinds of relationships you can have, um, where you see this toxic trait, and you'll see that uh, it's not that easy to move away from this sometimes. But we'll give you a few helpful tips here and there. I guess we should just jump into it. Yeah, let's jump into it. All right. There's many types of toxic people but there was six in particular that i think are worth mentioning and maybe more common than the others um the first one i came across was the energy drainer or energy vampire as a lot of our listeners refer to it Um, these people make you feel tense they put you down for no reason can't be happy for others good fortune
1: then we have the fake complimenter and that's the person that gives you fake compliments lacks empathy puts you in uncomfortable positions. We also have the pessimist
0: who talks down to you to make themselves feel better and only cares about themselves
1: tries to talk you out of your dreams. We have the criticizer doesn't support you in any of your decisions criticizes every move you make makes you feel like you can't do anything right. We also have the manipulator tries to
0: control everything pretends to like you and other people Wants to make every decision for themselves and others.
1: Last, we have the victim. Blames others for their misfortune. Constantly seeks attention from others. Talks mostly about their excuses for failing. So, what is a toxic person?
0: According to WebMD, if you know someone who's difficult and causes a lot of conflict in your life, you may be dealing with a toxic person. These people can create lots of stress and unpleasantness for you and others, not to mention emotional or even physical pain. A toxic person is anyone whose behavior adds negativity and upset to your life. Many times people who are toxic are dealing with their own stresses and traumas. To do this, they act in ways that don't present them in the best light and usually upset others along the way. Toxicity in people isn't considered a mental disorder but there could be an underlying mental problem that causes someone to act out in toxic ways, including a personality disorder. Here are some warning signs to watch out for if you think you are dealing with a toxic
1: person. You feel like you're being manipulated into something you don't want to do. You're constantly confused by the person's behavior. You feel like you deserve an apology that never comes. You always have to defend yourself to this person. You never feel fully comfortable around them, and you continually feel bad about yourself in their presence.
0: If you're experiencing these feelings around someone,
1: they They may may be be toxic. toxic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you constantly have such emotions, you may want to change the relationship or stop Stop the relationship entirely. entirely
1: What I do. Ding, ding, ding.
0: (laughs) That's kind of what the gist of this episode is going to be, is... We're going to kind of go into when is enough enough.
1: But in order to know when enough is enough, you need to be able to know how to spot out these toxic people. So here are some signs and some red flags. Some signs of
0: a toxic person. They're the most common signs, right? So they include inconsistency. They always need your attention. There is always drama. They don't respect your boundaries. They manipulate others for what they want
1: and they abuse substances. Have you ever encountered a toxic person? Of course. <laughs> I've been with one and I've had friends that were toxic that I had to push away. Same. <laughs> we'll get into that shortly, but first, let's go into the red flags from our listeners. You guys
0: wrote into us um, providing some insight of what you consider red flags are um, when dealing with toxic people. Um, the first one that we received says, self absorb slash centered, no interest in the other person, has to make everything about them.
1: If they're clingy and always want to be with you. If they don't let you see your friends.
0: Ownership of everything. Oh, the I don't want to start anything but sentence that they say at the beginning of the drama that they're about to start. <laughs>
1: When they talk over you, like, you can't even tell your side of the story. When they recycle best friends at their grown-ass age.
0: (laughs) I like that. We're going to go into that a little bit.
1: Yes. For friendships, them constantly venting to you or calling you because they need you, but they are never there when you need them.
0: Oh, then this other person said don't want to drink.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which, um, that's kind of the opposite from what we just said. We'll go into that, too. Someone hearing you out just to respond, not to actually listen. When they throw little digs at you in front of other people. Not letting you have
0: friends of the opposite sex. When a person prioritizes their pain and use it to validate consistent harmful behavior.
1: When you're the one who seems present
0: when hanging out. I'm not going to read this one because they must be joking. Oh wait, no, I read it wrong. Not letting you have friends of the opposite sex. Oh, I said that (laughs)
1: one. I think God. ours are out of order. I think so. I have um the inability to communicate or set boundaries without becoming irrational. Saying it's just
0: a friend not having your back when family creates drama slash gossip. I like that one. These are all really good ones. Yeah. So we're gonna go into like the different kind of relationships where we can where people can see toxicity. Yeah. Or toxic traits. I think number one, first and foremost, is relationships yeah right? like mm-hmm. amorous relationships
1: yeah anything like romantic yes. significant other lover then we have family members and obviously friendships friendships and this could even also be like work relationships remember oh, yeah. we were and, talking mm-hmm. about that
0: let's talk about the obvious one the romantic relationship one okay i feel like in recent years, there's been like this toxica, toxico movement. Yes. That has kind of normalized these toxic behaviors. And it's almost like people expect to encounter this in a relationship now, right?
1: It's like being psycho is like a thing all of a sudden. Yeah. I feel like being possessive over someone. And I mean, I think everybody at some point was like that in their past. Yeah. But for the most part, you want to grow from being that person Mm and you want to just be comfortable in your relationship yes and have trust you had a really good quote
0: remember what it was yeah
1: I read something on Instagram that went hand in hand with this and it says I'm at the stage in my life where I don't want to be crazy in love anymore I want to be calm in love patient in love happy in love and understood in love and I feel like we need to see more of that in relationships a lot of people Like I said, they tend to
0: gravitate. I guess it's easier to gravitate towards like the crazy, but you don't have to be in a crazy relationship. Like it's, it's not boring to have a healthy relationship. Yeah. So there's different types of toxicity in this type of a relationship. We go into like, we have like narcissistic behaviors where people don't take the other person's feelings into account. Mm -hmm. No empathy for others.
1: Then there's also like master manipulators in relationships. They want to be in control. And that reminds me of like my ex-boyfriend, like a master manipulator. My last relationship um, <clears throat> I had hoped that I wanted, wanted it to work, but it was already so far gone. Right. And I held on for years when I should have left. Girl, I was
0: in a relationship for five years with somebody that probably was cheating on me from day
1: one. Oh, mine was I think mine was about four years. And you know what sucks too is that I was so young. I should have been enjoying my family. I should have been enjoying my friends. I should have focused on school. Mm -hmm. This person took, he was also an energy drainer. He took all my fucking attention from everything. Mm -hmm. All the time. My friends, like everything, school. And um, it's because we would always be fighting. Girl, where the fuck is he now? He ain't here today. So (laughs) like, you know what I mean? Don't tolerate that shit because it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. So Tori has all this energy now, and that's how we have a podcast. There, Yeah, here I am, bitch, recording with you two to three times a week. And I feel like, I'm not going to lie, I fell into the role of being a toxic person, too, because, I mean, like they say, when you date someone, you kind of, like, start to act, pick up little traits and little mm-hmm. habits of their them that you have just because you're spending so much time together. Mm-hmm. And I found myself <clears throat> starting to be like that, and then I started found myself kind of, like, trying to... Copycat his ways. Well, he did this to me, so I'm gonna do this to him while back. You see were how with he him likes, or after? While I was with him, okay, it started to get really, really bad. Where it was more like, oh, well, "I'm gonna do this to you because you hurt me like this. Right. I'm gonna make it even worse for you." Because and then it would just go back and forth, it would girl. Just be it should have been ended. It should have done. Mm-hmm. It should have been done. Yeah, but me staying for all those extra years, like, it was just you know.
0: Yeah. No, I get it. Like my ex, he was the same way, right? So we would constantly be fighting i'd i'd actually go to school and be working full time and then i'd go like visit my mom because i didn't live with her at the time Mm -hmm. and this will have the nerve to still call me and be like you're out cheating on me right like no bitch like call me and i'll like if you want to talk to my mom you know but it shouldn't get like that yeah that's my whole point like no it shouldn't if you guys see any kind of traits where it's already like like, you have to go over and beyond just to get somebody to trust you over the smallest things, then what's the point of being in something like that? Yeah. But there are some people that have a lot of maturing to do. hmm You know? Like, I don't see the lure in, in fighting anymore. I don't see the lure in, like, ugh, getting on people's nerves, throwing shade, being a sneaky bitch. Like, what's the point?
1: Yeah, wasted like, energy and wasted time. You know how
0: much further people could go if they just support each other? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we could
1: go far. But... There's so many different types of toxic people, and even some of them go hand in hand with each other. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, like the criticizer and the master manipulator go hand in hand. Yeah. Um. The pessimist. Don't. What did we? What did we say for the other ones? Um. There was, energy
0: drainer, <coughs> mm-hmm. fake, complimenter, pessimist, criticizer,
1: manipulator, and victim. So we said that the pessimist and the victim usually hang out t- Like that's kind of like the same. Yeah. They're negative and then they're always crying about everything. I've seen people play victim to manipulate as well. Yes, it's a tactic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the energy drainer could also be the fake complimenter Mm -hmm. because they put you in uncomfortable positions and every time you hang out with them you feel like your social battery has been drained and then how it says like the fake complimenter
0: lacks empathy well sometimes when you want to be around your friends like to get that energy back and and like somebody does lack empathy for you it actually does drain you because you're Mm -hmm. over here hoping that they can get you you know your spirits up and then it ends up being the opposite
1: yeah when you bring your energy around other people you want it to be a positive experience not like a negative nancy hanging around just feeling you're just feeling like get me out of here i'd rather be home (laughs) have you ever been went out somewhere and you're like i'd rather be home all the time that's why i don't leave the house (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that too. I kind of feel like, oh, I miss my bed. Yeah. I want to watch movies
0: and <laughs> eat popcorn. You know, there's a lot of things I think with um, like relationships, like toxic people in relationships that are kind of problematic. So like, I feel like a lot of people tend to see the red flags, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to act upon it or like what to do next. Right. So like they acknowledge it, but then what? Yeah. Have you ever had like anything like that happen?
1: Um, I feel like I've, like I've said, I've been on both ends. I've ignored the red flags and hoped for the best in someone, and then eventually it got too heavy, and the reason why the relationship became toxic for me was because it, I hung around way longer than I should have. I should have left when I saw the signs, when I had my intuition. Yeah. I didn't. I stayed, and then I put myself through years of just abuse because I didn't act on the red flags. Right. Which I think... But
0: it could be really hard to know, like, okay, this is it. Like, we're done, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's the bigger problem. Like, people just don't know when to cut it. And there's different factors, obviously, that affect that decision. You know, what kind of relationship you're in, if there's any children involved, if, you know, this is a family member or if it is something, like, more concrete in your life. It can be very hard to take those next steps.
1: Yeah, of course, and that's why people get stuck in domestic violence situations, mm-hmm. and they almost get, like, Stockholm Syndrome for their yeah. abuser, because when they're f- not getting abused, they feel like, okay, well, what's missing in my life? Right. Or they think, a lot of people were also raised thinking that abuse is love. <laughs> like, if this person doesn't um, yell at me and scream at me, they are they don't love me. Do they really care? If they're not psycho over me, then how right. in love are they really you, with me? You
0: hear those people that are like, oh, he's not calling me, he must not care. Right. Yeah. Or like, like tattoo my
1: name. Me. So, you know, so I know it's real. Exactly. Like, no, you shouldn't have to do that. <laughs> That's going a little far.
0: Well, we did have a listener write-in that kind of ties into this. Um, so I'm going to read it. They did ask to please stay anonymous. So we will do that for you. But I'm going to read it because it brings up a few good, really good points. So it says, I'm currently in a toxic relationship. So my partner has been cheating on me for years. We got a shit ton of kids. Laugh out loud. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's a situation that I should have gotten out of when I found out. But he's been changing his behavior sort of towards me and he seems to be putting more effort. On my side, I feel like I'm not trying. I'm stuck in a thought cycle of what if he goes out and cheats again. So does that make me the toxic one for not trying, for not trusting again? During all this, I was a new mom going through postpartum depression, which I really ignored and should have addressed it to him or someone. But I was embarrassed to share my emotions with anyone. I felt since he was breaking his back every day to provide for us, I should just suck it up and not complain. Some days he would get home and I would hate his guts for no apparent reason at all. Call it women's intuition. I don't know, but moral of the story, trust your gut. Red flags, there were plenty, but I would always give him the benefit of the doubt. Mostly because I was feeling unwell and going through my own stuff. So I didn't want to bring up more issues than necessary and cause drama. That's definitely a toxic trait I learned from my family. Not addressing certain issues with everyone, just hiding our emotions. I definitely have pushed away many people in my life after becoming a mother trying to figure it all out. There are a few people who have kept in touch and I appreciate them deeply. I've gotten through some tough time because they reached out just to say how my day is going. First of all we just want to say um, you know postpartum depression is a very serious issue and we're probably going to address it. On a future episode, once we get a professional to step in here, we have that in the works. Um, but also, she mentions, you know, um, that she learned some traits from her family. Um, we're also going to go into generational curses on a later episode, so stay tuned for that one. Um, and then third, of course, you can always reach out to us um, as a friend, even if you're just a chit-chat. So, <clears throat> there was a few things that, like, really stood out to me about this story. Um, the first one is she kind of addresses, I think, what a lot of people in relationships are afraid to make the next move of, right? So, like, because she has kids, she, and because this person, I I guess, provides for her and her kids, mm-hmm. she feels like she's stuck in a situation. Yeah. She can't move on from it because she's thinking of her children. She's thinking of the situation that she's in. Yeah. Right?
1: It's like that guilt of breaking up the family. Yeah. And when we get into the family
0: matter afterwards, I'm going to go into, like, why nobody, like, that shouldn't even be a factor. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'll get into that. But there was another thing she mentioned. She says that the roles kind of switched on her, right? So at first he cheated on her, but now she has this mistrust of him. So does that make her the toxic one? No. I don't think so either. She was hurt. Yeah. So there's a difference between, she calls it intuition, and, you know, blatantly accusing people without any kind of evidence. Proof. Mm-hmm. Right? Girl, you've been hurt. You've learned from that hurt. You've learned the signs of your partner, and therefore, you're keeping watch for them.
1: You're if, keeping your guard up.
0: Yeah. If you don't fully trust them, it's because you guys haven't worked things out fully yet. hmm Right? You still have some healing to do. There's still conversations that need to be had between you two. And, you know, you're saying his behavior is changing. This is going on. But maybe now it's time to take things into, like, professional hands and go see therapy about what you guys can do to take the next step so that this doesn't ever happen again. Mm-hmm. Rebuild the trust. Yeah, you have to. If you're going to stick it out, which I'm not ever going to say, you know, you guys should leave them or you guys should stay. Only you guys know your dynamics and relationships. Mm -hmm. But know that whatever decision you make, there is help for you out there. You know, and if both of you and your partner are willing to move forward in the same direction, then there's always going to be somewhere you can turn to.
1: Yeah, always. And professional help
0: is clearly the next step. Just because you do start to become resentful, and that could also lead to toxic behavior. Mm-hmm. We start to delve into like um, the whole traumas, right? Like a lot of relationships, I feel, have those toxic traits because people have been in previous relationships, like you said, like you were and I was earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And we learn from them. So I've been cheated on, but there was a time when I felt like, Look, that means that like when people are hugging their phone or they're on their phone a lot, that means that they're cheating too. That's not necessarily the case. It took a long time for me to actually cool myself down and figure out who the fuck I was in that respect. Mm -hmm. Am I a trusting person or am I not? And eventually, like, I realized I'm not this crazy fucking bitch that's going to be, you know... That they like made you out to be. Yeah. That's going to be fucking doubting every single if, partner that they're with. Like, it's not me.
1: And on that note, if you have... I'm huge with intuition. Like, when they say listen to your stuff, like, listen to... Literally listen to your yeah intuition. Because if you feel something sketchy, something's sketchy. Yeah. And see, you shouldn't be wanting... You shouldn't be, like, anxious for that feeling of thinking something sketchy. Like, you should just be comfortable with your partner and... If you feel that something's wrong, confront them. Confront them and bring it up. Like, hey, you've been acting kind of funny, you know? But not looking for something to be wrong. I hate fighting. It's
0: draining. That's funny that you mentioned that because I, like, wrote that earlier. Because I felt like intuition and, um, like, previous traumas kind of get mixed into, like, the same mix. Yeah. But it's not. No. I feel like they're not. Like, when you have intuition, you've already read the signs that there's something odd going on outside of the norm, right? That's what ultimately gets you thinking, like, hey, like, with, there's something wrong here. Yeah. With um, past traumas, it's you're basically putting the old situation in your new situation. Not that there's any signs that there's anything going on. Not necessarily that. Like, you feel like... There might be something because of an action that was taken. But just you're moving that old trauma into your new situation. Yeah. And people need to be careful with that. That's a toxic trait. You know, if you have no reason to accuse somebody, to trust somebody, to untrust somebody over something because they've never done it to you, but you've been in a situation where that's been done, you need to watch out for that. That's a major toxic
1: trait. Heal from your stuff. Heal from your traumas. Before, like, before getting into a relationship with someone else. Because I feel like the beginning of me and Jeff's relationship, I was so toxic. But because of what I had went through. Mm -hmm. But with him, over time, like, I feel like our relationship changed. And we've both been on, like, the opposite end of the spectrum, you know? Like, we we broke up for a little while. And, like, I don't know. I just feel like... I don't know how to explain it. Like, I'm not going to say I haven't been toxic because I was, but it was because of everything that I had went through before. It was almost just like a does love exist type thing, you know? Mm. But I think definitely people take time for themselves to heal after what they've been through. Like, you avoid putting it onto someone else. Yeah. That doesn't deserve it, you know?
0: But a lot of people do jump into something right off the bat. Right off
1: the bat. Which
0: is... Not recommended. (laughs) Yeah, not recommended. You have to get back into your groove, I feel. And, like, when you get out of a relationship, a lot of damage gets done, right? Internally, emotionally. That whole losing weight thing when you stop eating for, like, two weeks. Or dye your hair blonde. Or bangs. (laughs) Or bangs. Bangs are the (laughs) ultimate identifier of somebody just broke up. (laughs) Um.
1: I've been thinking about getting bangs, but now I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> do it. No. no. Really? Now you're telling me to do it? I love bangs. Where are we going with this? Here um, we go talking about hair. I know. What color are you going to do next? Are you going to stay blonde? I love to blonder. You should. You should. I'm going to go
0: blonder. Do it. I think right now, though, I'm just going to put a toner in. Yeah.
2: And I'm just let it grow a little
0: bit. I'm kind of trying to make it heal. I might get a hair haircut, though. Before. It doesn't look bad. No, but I feel like it's falling a lot. It might be because of all my crispies. (laughs) (laughs) Your crispies. Your crispy hair.
1: So we had a listener write in and this says, those who are just negative all the time, even when there's nothing to be negative about, does a toxic person know they're being toxic should be your next question,
0: which we kind of like wanted to go into because it's a great question. Thank you for sending it in. Um, what do you think?
1: Um, I think, yes, I think how you treat others and what you do to people around you, you know what you're doing. Everyone has an intention with everything they do. They don't just go about life just being like, I'm going to flip this coin and see what I should do. Like, it's a storybook, you know? Like, you... There's emotion behind the things you do. So I feel like, yes, they know that what they're doing.
0: I'm cut, like, 50-50. Because, yes, I agree with what you just said. I do believe that people have purpose to everything that they do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it serves their way of life or whatever. But... I also feel like sometimes you do just like put your foot in your mouth, you know, or you fuck up or there was a spur of the moment situation or, you know, there's so many different things. It, it really depends on what we're talking about here and yeah. the person, obviously.
1: Yeah. I feel like when people don't know they're being toxic, um, not enough people set boundaries with them because they act like, oh, they can just say and do whatever they want whenever they want. And so there's not been people that express boundaries to them so they have no boundaries like have you ever met some people like that where they're just like that they don't know that other people have boundaries yeah because they just do whatever Mm,
0: no i've met somebody that i've told my boundaries to and she crossed them anyways
1: Uh, usually (laughs) they do that's why they get cut that's why she
0: got cut Haterade. that's a really good question though you guys should let us know on our instagram what you think
1: Okay, so we're going to go ahead and share a couple of our own experiences. Do you want to start? or um, Yeah, I'll start. Um,
0: well, like I said, there's nobody that hasn't been touched by a toxic person, right, at one point in their life, and we're no exception. And we're not saying we're perfect because I am very much flawed, um, but I try to learn from my mistakes, right? So I expect kind of the same thing from everybody else. Um, and in friendships, whenever I see that, like, the people that are my friends are showing all this toxic behavior, and especially when it's starting to become a negative effect in my life, and they aren't sorry or they don't show any kind of resentment for having done it, then I do cut them out of my life. Yeah. Yeah. So I have some stories like that. I'm not going to mention names. Because it's not about being petty. This is really just... um, Experiences of your own. Yeah. But I do have some personal stories where, you know, I had this really close friend. Like, I felt like she was important in my life, you know? And so I went out of my way to be a true friend to her. But I chose this story because I wanted you guys to see that it doesn't matter how close someone is to you. You can bring yourself out of a situation that is potentially harmful to yourself yeah, and move on from it.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, so it starts off with me being with my partner and me telling her, Hey, he's really trying to work on himself. We're not trying to party right now. We're not trying to do all that. Talk to just my closest friends about that. You know, everybody was understanding except her. So she literally told me, well, he's a grown ass person. Like, I can't control him. I'm not telling you to control him. I'm telling you to like not call him, not text him. Hey, there's this going on. Hey, there's that going on. Be supportive is what I'm asking you. Got dropped, right? She said later on, I don't remember that conversation because I was drunk. It's not an excuse. What do we just say? Intoxication, Substance, right? Mm-hmm. Substance abuse can lead to toxic behavior. So then later on, I find out that she made up this completely different story um, about a situation that happened when I was there. So I witnessed it firsthand. Actually, I was the one that initiated the situation. And she changed it all around. All the facts around to, one, not including me. Two, make her the center of attention in this situation. And three, she started telling people about it. Now, normally I wouldn't care. But when it involves me and a loved one, of course I do. Yeah. And she was very much involving this loved person, right? Yeah. So that was like the final straw. I had to cut it there and confront her. So I confronted her. All
1: of the above didn't work out. All of the
0: above, dude. I set boundaries. I confronted her about it. And I even tried like talking to her afterwards, you know, telling her, you know what? Let's talk. Come out. Because I'll tell you right now, this was at her house. She lived with a roommate who is also my friend. <clears throat> and so I was over it. And when this whole thing happened and whatever, we started talking and then she bolted it to her room. I waited. We were chilling. I calmed down. I thought maybe she would be willing to talk after some time passed. I told her like, Hey, come out. I texted her, come out. Let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. You know, still thinking like she still valued my friendship. She texted me. no, I'm out. I don't want to deal with any of this. And she did. She left. Shortly after, she moved out of that house because, again, um, me and her roommate at the time were talking about all this, you know, like all her inconsistencies, all her stories. It wasn't just this, like, single incident. There was many other stories that were made up. And gradually, they were getting more like like they were getting bigger, like they could cause bigger problems, you Mm -hmm. know. So me and her were talking there and she didn't like the fact that me and her roommate were talking, decided to move out. And now when we're out in public, she shows up sometimes and just like lingers around thinking like things are just going to get pushed under the rug. But no, <laughs> like you didn't have the respect enough to deal with the issue when it was time to deal with the issue. Now that time has passed, it's not just like going to fade away, at least not with me. Yeah. I do respect myself. I value myself. I value my time and who I spend it with, you know? So that to me was major disrespect. The fact that she didn't want to come out and actually discuss the issue.
1: Basically, she was telling you she was throwing away the friendship. Basically. It
0: was done. So for me, it was a lot easier to be like, you know what? I tried. Yes, I got angry. Yes, we simmered down. Yes, I tried talking to her. Yes, I tried to set boundaries. Yes, she disrespected me multiple times. And even after all that, I was still just waiting for an apology from her and to try to discuss the issue and see where she was coming from and that didn't even that wasn't even worth her time. Yeah. So at that point, you know, like what can you do? I'm not going to stick around a bunk ass friendship that all these things that are that she's doing is what like an enemy would be doing, you know?
1: I feel like after I cut out a lot of people, <coughs> and I mean like a lot of people, um I like immediately found genuine people. Like I feel like I fit in perfectly with the friendships I have now. And it was like the missing link. (laughs) Remember what you told me? So Tori's so insightful. I love her insight. That's why I have the little...
0: (laughs) Because one time I was really, really emotionally low. And she came up to me and she told me... um,
1: We were at the beach. Yeah. (laughs) You told me a lot of things We were shit-faced at the beach. (laughs) It was great. I wish we recorded what I said.
0: No, it was something like... It was good, though. You were just like, what's going to happen is going to happen. And when you cut out negative things in your life, positive things start to... You attract better. Yes. And I don't think anything has been truer. Mm -hmm. Anything. Because once I let all those negative relationships go that I've been in, I've always felt like this weight lifted off Because
1: it's just you in control of your own stuff and you don't have all this chaos, chaos around Mm -hmm. you. You know, like you just, you're just you living, making decisions for you and you don't have anybody being angry at you about it. Or like, it's almost like that annoying toxic ex that just shows up and you're like, we're done. Yeah. Just going back and forth (laughs) with it, you know, like you're free from it. Yeah. You're just, you feel in, like an enlightenment almost. Yeah, and it sucks to say because I felt like I could honestly describe it as like
0: a burden, like was just yeah. gone. You know what I mean?
1: Like Which this, people shouldn't make you feel like that. You shouldn't no. be missing people right? and like loving them and caring about what they have going on. But I feel like
0: that has to mean something,
1: you know? Yeah. If you
0: don't miss somebody, then what value did they really have in your life? Yeah. And you start to question it. I questioned it, and then when I started thinking, like, of all the
1: things that I did for these people and
0: how...
1: And everybody's circle dwindles down. You guys don't feel like, oh, I don't have a lot of friends, so I'm not... No. If you have a close, tight-knit circle within yourself, even if it's family, that's your support circle. It's like not about quantity, it's about quality. quality. Mm-hmm. Quality-ass people are way he- way heavier than fucking just a bunch of people that are half-assed there, you know? Somebody
0: told me recently um, that he felt like, he forgot what it felt like to hang out with real homies because he met this new group of friends. And this new group of friends, like, I guess they hang out all the time, but it's like, they talk about happy things. They talk about their goals. They talk about projects they're working on moving forward with you know Mm -hmm. and he said that all his other friends like his older friends like whenever they're around each other all they do is just talk crap to each other all they do is just drink and it's never like anything fruitful and he started feeling um like he just forgot what it was to have a genuine friendship with somebody until now yeah you know so when I don't know if, I guess if like you think about it, like if you really have those feelings, like what am I doing here? You know, or
1: you, I feel like as weird as it sounds, I feel like when you and I, we've always known each other for years. And, um, when we got starting getting closer and closer and closer, it felt like what belonged. It was like, it was, you were like, you were like the puzzle piece that just, oh, there it is. And it just goes in. (laughs) It wasn't like trying to turn corners and shit. Like it doesn't fit there you were no. forcing me in <laughs> no it was just like
0: <laughs> I would be the corner piece because I can't with all those other crazy shapes
1: no you're a corner piece it wasn't. you're not one of those l-shaped complicated pieces or the
0: four-sided ones with the little like half circles oh I hate those those give me anxiety dude I'm yeah. the kind of person I have to work the border around, and then I just give up. Like I don't care about the. <laughs> You're like I don't know
1: what color is which. No, I know no. I'm not really good at puzzles. To be honest. <laughs> Pac-Man, I'm, I'm fucking beast at Pac-Man. Are you? Yes. Oh my god. I will be on that machine for a long time, and I beat it like three or four times at the I pizza only place. Like
0: mind games. <laughs> strategic games
1: strategic
0: no. the ones where you're
1: fucking selling lemonade and shit do you remember that one <laughs> yeah i
0: do have that one on my computer you would you fucking it's lemonade stand it tycoon? Is. tycoon? Is. and yes i made it to the fifth level so i was a millionaire
1: <laughs> okay do you remember Oregon trail when we were kids yeah i love that shit i would get all excited
0: i have um the Super Nintendo, like, retro, the mini one. Oh, really? And it has, like, every Nintendo game ever in there. Oh, shit. Oh, like, dude. Super Mario. Yeah. They have Pac-Man. Shut up. Give me that thing right they now. They have all the Super Marios in I'm there. I'm never going to go home. Yeah. Smash Brothers. Shut up. Yeah. Guys, we're going to take a break dun, to go
1: dun, play. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like <this. laughs> it's like a theme song. They used to have that at um that brewery um, Rock House. Uh-huh. And they closed, I don't know what happened, but there was like a little room you can go in and they had a Nintendo 64. This was pre-COVID, but, and you, they had Super Smash Brothers. Mm. It was fun. I love
0: Super Smash Brothers.
1: Yeah, it was fun. I don't know, I think because of COVID, they had to take that away. Oh yeah, yeah, Zelda was on there too. Do you remember Yoshi's Island? Yes. I loved Yoshi's me Island. too. It would make me sad at the end. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, Yoshi. Yeah. Meow. Meow. Meow.
0: Now, and then he poops it out. Huh? The egg. The egg. Oh, it makes a sound
1: too. It goes. God. Anyway, where where were
0: we? We were talking about. I don't know. Cutting them out of your life. Yes. So guys, don't ever feel like obligated to have to keep going back to the same fucking bullshit, right? Everybody gets tired of going in circles. It's only natural that with friends and relationships, like once you had enough,
1: it's enough. So I like this. It says, one reason I think many women struggle to admit to themselves what they truly want in relationships is that they know if they speak their needs, they'll have to face how unwilling and unable people are to meet them. If we learn that bringing our needs forward leads to disappointment and disconnection, one of the easiest self-abandoning ways of, around this is to deny we have needs in the first place.
0: Mm, it's almost like they're discussing like self-hatred. Yeah. Because if you have absolutely no respect for yourself, then it's so much easier to fall into the grasp of toxic people.
1: Yeah, and honestly, when you get your wants and needs met, you're such a happier person. Mm -hmm. Really, you really are. Like, I feel like if you don't find yourself and what you want in something or if you want to be alone, be single, be single. If you want to be, you know, with someone in a relationship, it's the same thing. Like, you're going to have wants and needs. And if they're not being met, why do people leave relationships to get those met? Right. Why do people get in relationships to get those met? Mm-hmm. But some people, I feel like they neglect their own wants and needs. And then yeah. they end up being just being toxic because they're angry about it.
0: They're resentful mm-hmm. about the opportunity. And they see you
1: this. doing it and they're like, they want it. There's something in them that wants to do it, but they mm-hmm. find ways to not.
0: Yeah. I'm a full supporter of like still having your own individuality in a relationship. Yeah. I feel like relationships are for companionship. Um, obviously because you fall in love, but there should still be a part of you that loves you too. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not saying to what degree some people love their partners more than they love themselves. Some people, they love themselves more than love their partners that may work in whatever relationship. There's no wrong dynamic, but I'm saying that you should never lose sight of your own wants and needs. You know, even if you're the type of person that puts somebody else before you.
1: Okay, so I have to ask you, how did you feel once, which is the next... The next uh, dealing with toxic is cutting them out. Cutting them off. So it says, like,
0: when the above strategies, which were obviously confronting them and setting stricter boundaries, don't work um, and cause even more pain, abuse, or dishonesty, it's time to just let that toxic person go. Sometimes there's nothing to do but stand up for yourself and move on, right? Right nobody else is gonna have your back as much as you nobody people yeah so be in your corner be your own fucking knight in shining armor like don't take shit from people that are just trying to harm you
1: um i'm gonna i read something here that was really i liked it i think it ties in best with this which is probably how we both felt after we let that go It says, when you let go of people you are painfully seeking approval or love from, you return to yourself. You return to what feels truer to you and to what brings you happiness. You are reminded that life does not always have to feel bad, that you do not always have to feel like you aren't enough, that what you want for yourself and your future goes beyond a single person's regard of you. You notice the energy start to shift and flow more fluidly. Pay attention to all this. Which, that's how it feels after. You feel like, I'm happy again.
0: It was so liberating. <laughs> you get to,
1: like, you get, you feel like, like, you got your wings back. Yeah. And you're just like, me. So, with me, I feel like, basically, all my life, I kind of had friends, go, I've had to let friends go that were toxic. Um, some of them were, like, really, really hard for me to let go of, but I had to. Some of them just it came natural, and I felt immediately back to being myself when I let go of those ties. Um, But I think that it's a common thing. I feel like what's the problem is continuing to keep putting yourself around that kind of energy when you know when they reveal their own their true colors, and then you like stick around in hopes that they'll change. It's almost like a friendship breakup. Is almost like a real breakup, you know. Like, mm-hmm. once the tr- once the trust is gone with a friend, and you know how they really feel about you, it makes you feel like, well, why should I have to fix this, yeah. or why do I want your explanation, you know? I think it's it's probably even harder to get back to the same place
0: than like a actual like, um, amorous relationship because, like, you don't really have ties to that pe- that person, right? Mm-hmm. The only tie was that you guys were friends, and friends are good to each other, yeah. right? So once. my finger caught the wrong note on that (laughs) but once you lose that trust with somebody that you don't have any connection it's it's almost easier just to cut them off rather than keep trying to work at your friendship right
1: especially if they've proven themselves to you more multiple times oh yeah you're kind of like okay yeah and that's not to say like i i don't believe in friend
0: recycling i really don't like i don't like the fact that like People show their true colors and then, um, you know, they, they give you a little meek, oh, sorry, you know. Or they let time go by because that seems to be a popular thing. They think things fade with time. Or they right? go back
1: to friends that hurt them just to not be lonely.
0: Yeah. And they expect you to do the same. Take them back each time. Like, I don't believe that. But I also don't believe in just throwing away a good friendship. Yeah. Like at least when i'm in a friendship and something happens like that i try to give people the opportunity to explain themselves or apologize or move on from it like find common ground where we can move on
1: yeah doesn't always happen and sometimes um when the friendship ends it's just like an it ended but then it they just got lowered down to like an acquaintance level mm-hmm. sometimes that happens yeah. where you're like okay i'm not i'm cool with you but i'm not going to be like telling you my every move and, like, hanging out every weekend like we used to. You're just more, like, your friend, but, like, you got leveled down, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. You you shared something earlier that we're going to
0: post on our Instagram page because I thought it was really insightful and kind of ties in well with all this. And now I'm just talking nonsense because I'm trying to get to it and find (laughs) it. So I'm going to keep talking like this, very prolonged until okay so you said (laughs) you said an expired friendship is not beef please understand that and i thought that's so true sometimes you just want to distance yourself because it's what's best for you Mm -hmm. and if that person didn't have enough respect for you to apologize for what they did wrong they should at least understand your distance from them
1: yeah and there's so many other things going on in people's lives you know that like Maybe there's a reason that you had to cut that person off, whether it be like they're they're on drugs and you're you're trying trying to stay away from that, or you know they're drinking and you're trying to go sober, right. and even just you don't like the way they act when you're in public. You're trying to stay out of trouble. Right. Like you're, those are decisions you're allowed to make for yourself. Right. It's like getting in the decision. Do you want to? Do I want to get in the car with this person who's drunk or not? It's mm-hmm. kind of like,
0: yeah, it's our lives. That...
1: We're getting older.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had that writer that said like they don't like to hang out with people that don't drink, right? That's a red flag for them. (laughs) Okay, cool. I know you're being funny. But let's address it. Because we did say that like one of the toxic traits is somebody that is intoxicated, you know, and the reason that that's toxic is because, you know, they don't even have enough respect to make sure that they're in a healthy position. What makes you think that they're going to care whether or not, you're in a healthy position. Yeah. You know, their behavior becomes inconsistent, which was another trait that we said is associated with toxicity. Mm -hmm. And can you really trust in somebody like to be a good friend if they're constantly being inconsistent? Yeah. To be there for you, to help you when you're in need. Right. Or even to just help themselves because it does become a burden to look after a friend constantly and they don't even care about their own. It's like the risk,
1: the listener that wrote in as a red flag saying that um, you're, they want you to always be there for them. But then when you need them, they're not there. Exactly. Um, So
0: one of the reasons why we decided to talk about the friendship one is because obviously there's many people that experience this, but also um, because toxic friendships are also associated with a lot of increased stress levels and that will obviously affect your physiology. And I wanted to get into a little bit of physiology. Yeah. <laughs> with what toxic people actually do to you internally. Right? Yeah. To your biology. Because there is actual physical ramifications of being around toxic people. Absolutely. <laughs> so in particular, most... So I'm going to say that like most of like the friendship toxic people... Um, tend to be these energy drainers, right? And the pessimists and the fake complimenter, right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens when you combine these kinds of behaviors is you really start to stress. Your stress levels goes up. It's been known that stress is elevated when you're around toxic people. And why is that bad? Well, that affects your hippocampus in your brain which is what's responsible for your reasoning. Right? So you start to make toxic choices yourself or maybe even um harmful choices for yourself because you're not reasoning correctly. You're getting fed all this information that's stressing you out and it's not letting it's like you It's causing deeper issues. Yeah. Could
1: mm-hmm. cause traumas. It can go into PTSD, you have all triggers. Sorts of you have like fear of abandonment, <clears throat> and I mean, even when we're kids, um, when you're let down by somebody, it does something to your brain. Yeah. Where you almost, if it's if it happens to you too many times, you start like, not trusting anybody. Yeah. And you don't believe in what anyone has to say.
0: Right. And earlier we said that like, um, toxicity isn't a mental disorder, but it can definitely lead to mental disorders. Right. It could mm-hmm. be. It could an be um, a personality but, disorder. Yeah. So that's when we start to see narcissists who think only about themselves because you never know. Like, maybe they were hurt at one point and don't trust anybody anymore. So now they're only going to rely on their own beliefs, their own truth, you know? Yeah. There could be so many things.
1: Um, Do you want to go into the listener write-in? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So I'm going to... It's going to be kept anonymous. I've dealt with toxic friends who would talk shit about me to other friends or people who don't like me and come back and tell me everything that they'd say to cause drama or I'd tell them shit about someone and they would talk so much shit and then turn around and deny ever saying anything and would say I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt just so that they could still hang out with them and their friends. So that sounds like somebody who likes drama and to me I feel like that's manipulator. It's the manipulator. They like to be in control of the situation and they like to see how it goes down. Yeah, And it could also be um, the fake complimenter because you're being put in an uncomfortable position where you trusted this person with what you said. And then... I, honestly, I feel like this story um, kind of hits all of them. All of them, yeah. Definitely. You know, energy drainer, for sure.
0: You just explain why the fake complimenter fits in. Pessimist, like, she's giving somebody yeah negative feedback about somebody else. That's pessimist, for sure. Criticizer, duh. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Manipulator, of course. You're trying. Obviously, there's some sort of intent. That's a manipulator action for sure. She was trying to get somewhere, maybe trying to get the other person to talk shit as well, so she has something to hang over their head. Like fuel. Yeah. Or it could be something as simple as getting those two people, like causing some sort of shade between them, causing a wedge between them, you know? Yeah. Something as simple as that. You don't just talk shit on somebody else. And then deny it later if there wasn't some sort of intent behind that. Yeah. I full-heartedly feel that way. And then, of course, the victim. You're going to be denying it in front of the other person? Like, no, own up to your shit. Yeah.
1: You You started all this. Yeah. (laughs) Don't start no shit. Won't be no shit. Okay, so (laughs) this says nothing worse than people who only see things from their point of view and refuse to try to understand anything from someone else's perspective.
0: I feel like um, nothing in this world is black and white, right? And part of the learning experience is to know that there's going to be nuances forever in every topic, no matter what. There's people that are going to be affected in a positive way and other people that are going to be affected in a negative way. If you don't learn how to navigate in that gray zone, you can lead to toxic behavior by causing ultimatums By doing shit like that, like how that last listener just said, like, oh, no, I didn't say nothing. Yes, I did. Why can't you be like, oh, yeah, I did tell her that, but I said it because of this, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: If there was an ill intention behind it, there would be a better explanation to it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I also had a friend who, you know, never saw things through my perspective. And I felt like I was constantly taking her situation into account. So... I felt like she was important in my life, but I've never felt that reciprocation back, right? Because I would go out of my way for her countless times, like countless times. And whenever I just needed the, the smallest thing, mm-hmm. just pick up my phone call. You know what I mean? I just need to talk kind of deal. I would never get that. Or I'd get a pickup and then be like, hold on, I'll call you back real quick. That callback never came. Yeah. And it was a pattern. It was constantly... Whenever this person needed me there, I fully put myself there. Because I felt like that's what you need to do in a friendship, you know? I value genuineness. And if I call you my friend, it's because I'm going to be there for you. Yeah. Rain or shine, whatever time of day or night, all that cliche shit. Like, that's me. It yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. You know? And I just... All I expect in return is respect and genuineness. That's yeah. it. And when I'm not getting that, like it becomes very easy for me to start distancing myself. But I will not cut people off right away. I do try to confront them. I try talking to them. I try to do everything I can in my power to make sure that if this relationship is dead, that I did everything I can. I can walk away with a clean conscience, conscience yeah.
1: right? I'm, that's not, I am the opposite. Girl, I'm an Aquarius. So I'm like, cut scissors right here. I'm like the Edward Scissorhands memes, (laughs) memes, meme, but I don't know. I feel like with me, I, okay. So I don't know if it's just me or if all Aquariuses are like this, but I feel like with me, I, it'll build up slowly Mm -hmm. and then slowly, slowly, slowly. And I'll, I'll, (laughs) instead of exploding, I'll just disappear.
0: I'm like, but you won't ever bring it to like the forefront
1: um, sometimes I try. Sometimes it depends. Sometimes if it's somebody that I think is gonna listen and hear me out and, you know, like actually say they're sorry and work on it, then I will. But if it's somebody who I feel like absolutely not, it's gonna turn into an argument, I kind of avoid it just because I'm like like you had said earlier, you had placed so much value on this person and this friendship and to find out that they didn't feel the same, it almost feels like betrayal, I guess. It is. Like it's yeah. it's a letdown, dude. I feel like when I lose friends, It's not just me being like fuck that bitch. I really do go through an emotional like breakup with it, and I feel like it hurts me just as if like if someone broke up with you. You know, you drive by certain streets, you eat at certain restaurants, you song comes on, and like memories pop up, and you're just like fuck. Why couldn't they just be cool? Like, why did it have to turn into like this big fucking thing? And then just to find out they never liked me to begin with. You know, Mm -hmm. like I don't know
0: it's kind of like what that writer, what that listener wrote in, right? Like, you can't, you're not just going to be a recycling friends, throwing them away, you know, whenever something small or minute comes about, but there are times when you just got to call it quits. At this
1: age, she's right. At this age, why? I don't, yeah. That's, like, that, that all my friends kind of that I've had, I feel like have had literally had them for fucking years. Mm-hmm. Ari, since I was, she's my best friend. I've been friends with her since we were, like, in high school. Mm -hmm. She was a freshman and I was a sophomore. And she's still, to this day, one of my friends. And I feel like that's a lot of my friendships. Childhood friends, when we were dumb, doing stupid things and laughing about it, they're still friends of mine to this day. Maybe not as close-close, but if I called them and said, hey, I'm going through something, they would answer. Maybe not right away, but they're still present, you know, in my life. And I feel like I'm not saying, like, oh, it's, it's them, not me, you know. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, like, That's how much I value friendships. If I didn't, then I wouldn't have had so many years worth of friendships with people. Mm -hmm. And the next thing I'm going to go into with, like, one of my experiences, I feel like, is... um, Have you ever had a friend who hates on all your other friends and makes it uncomfortable for you? Yes. Because I hate that. (laughs) Like, it sucks because... I'm one of those people where like where I walk into a room, I don't wanna be like sharing attention with two people. Like I kinda like everybody to talk to each other in a room. And I kinda I feel like it's very childish when some of your friends take you away from your other friends. And then you kind of feel like you're leaving the other one out, but then you'd feel like that one's going to get mad if you, you know what I mean? Like, controller, it's like, yes, well, it's a
0: manipulator, whatever he was, that yeah. tries to control everything. Yes. Including your time. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's like, you feel like you're fucking on a tug of war going left, going right, going left, going like. Right. Or when they talk shit about your friends, you're just like, damn, that sucks, you know? And then yeah. you start like kind of feeling bad about it. I feel like that's another red flag.
0: Yeah, I had a friend that did something like that. So she was haterade. I'm going to call her haterade for the sake of not. This episode. For this episode. Um, But like this girl, like every time we'd go somewhere new and you know me, like I'm very social. I like to just go out there and just start talking to people. I'm not at all reserved. Like I don't give a shit. We already expressed that like I have almost no embarrassment left in me anymore. Right. Yeah. But so I go out there and I put myself out there because I do like talking to new people. It's fun to know about like what other people do, you know? But this girl, she would instantly put on a Fuchi face. So people wouldn't come up to us. And like if we go up to, or if I go up to somebody and she's with me, instantly they're like, oh, oh my God, like what the fuck are they doing? Why are they coming up to me? Because they're seeing her Fuchi face, you know? Yeah. And I'm over here like, ah, da, 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 and she has this like stank face on her. So like I feel like people don't didn't trust us sometimes when we came up together, eventually I just had to start like, oh, I'll be back, you know, doing that and just leaving her behind because I can't deal with that. I can't deal with fucking hateries. And it wasn't just like new people. Whenever there was a girl in the picture where she somehow felt threatened, where, I don't know, like, to be honest, like I tried bringing this up to her and she would say no, 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 and say like, This wasn't her, but, like, everybody in our friend group, and you know our friend group is pretty big, everybody in our friend group saw it, you know? And they would call her the same thing, like, you're hatery. Like, why are you fucking doing this? Like, these girls are coming in here trying to have a good time, trying to party with somebody new, and you're, like, hating on them. And it instantly, like, changes the vibe, instantly changes
1: the mood, and there's no point for it. Yeah.
0: I feel like that's part of... Maybe the manipulator, but definitely the pessimist.
1: I was going to say, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> and I was even going to maybe add a different type to that as well, like the hater, right? Like the typical hater. Was that in there?
1: Um, I was thinking it was going to be the pessimist. Talks down to... A little bit of the pessimist sober. and a little bit of the criticizer. Yeah, I think because it's more it, the
0: criticizer. Yeah,
1: they like criticize everything. Or the victim constantly seeks attention from
0: others, and then when they don't get it, they act, like, oh, like, all fussy and, like, pissed off, you know? Like,
1: yeah, and and the ownership role can be with friends, too. That's what I was talking about, is, like, the... What is the word? They try to, like, be territorial with you. Yes. And I'm very much... I'm the same as you. I'm, like, a social butterfly. Mm -hmm. Like, I will talk to Jeff's coworkers for, like, an hour when we're out, like, at his work events and stuff, just because, like, I like talking to people. I like mm-hmm. picking people's brains. like, And I never judge people based off <laughs> what they look like or what they listen to or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'm always down for, like, a conversation. Yeah. No, this girl
0: was not. And she told me one time, because I did kind of bring something up to her. Um, and she told me, well, no, I'm not going to go up to somebody. They need to come up to me first
1: like i don't even know if she has any friends but it's like a childish um child it's like a high school mentality yeah like i'm cool so you should come to me which she's not <laughs> <laughs> there's the plane I don't know. It sucks because ownership role can be, like, with relationships and with friends. And it sucks when it's with friends because yeah. wouldn't you want your friend to have more friends, the more the merrier type thing? Like I do. Let's like, us all have a good time. So our
0: group of friends, for all of you who don't personally know us, um, we hang out kind of with the same crowd. But also we have, like, our extension of friends, too. But most of us are, like, it's a huge group, right? So... We're very tight-knit. Like, for example, I've known most of these people for, like, 15 years. Not exaggerating. A lot of
1: people went to school together. A lot of people... Or we would just... I didn't go to
0: school with any of them, but I would hang out with them, like, Thursday to, like, Monday morning. Like, literally, we'd get out of school Thursday. We'd go hang out at, like, the street fair in Upland. Yeah. And then home and on Mondays and go to school and you know like that was our routine yeah (laughs) we'd go to shows things like that but so we've all like known each other for a long time I could see how maybe she feels protective of people but you don't attack people with the stank face right off the bat if you're protective You know, I feel like you kind of should read people out, see if they're coming at you aggressive or at your friends aggressive. Yeah. Not just instantly. Feeling out their vibe. Yeah. And this wasn't the case. It was always like, oh, look, she's wearing this. What a skank. Or, oh, look at her. She feels like she's the queen of the world. Or like there was always some comment, some pessimistic comment about only girls. I don't know if um, the hater is more associated with females. But I've definitely seen it almost exclusively with females rather than men.
1: Yeah, I feel like, you know how they say, like, oh, a he-man or she-man woman hater club? Yeah. Um, it's kind of, like, under that. Like, catty yeah. behavior. Yeah. With me, I feel like I'm I'm very much girly. So I can talk to you from anything like makeup to Mm -hmm. like I'm super, I guess you could say feminine on my feminine side. Mm -hmm. But then at the end of the day too, like I can talk to you about music. I can talk to you about traveling or whatever it is. You know, Mm -hmm. I can strike strike up a conversation about anything. But I feel like some like women out there they don't know how to do that and they don't know what to talk about. So then they avoid the conversation altogether by hating. So you don't have to talk to people. I feel like that's not an excuse though. Because
0: you and me me grew up with with brothers right yeah i didn't have a sister i don't know how to I don't I, honestly either. i don't know how to socially interact um not comfortably but like i feel like a lot of times when i'm socially interacting with females it's about things that maybe i'm not that interested in but still i'm not going to be like oh like here comes this betty boop or <laughs> To me about whatever bullshit, no, like I'm gonna be like, Oh, <laughs> hey, like, how's it going? And if they, if we strike up a conversation about something I'm not interested in, whatever, I'm still gonna hear them out, yeah, I'm not gonna be calling them names behind their back and shit. Yeah, it's
1: not an excuse, uh, <laughs> it's just like, Don't be like that, talk yeah. to people because then they're gonna be like, Why is your friend being weird in the corner? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what they would tell her. Dude. That's that's because there's been when time, you go out, you socialize. There's and talk been times
0: when literally she's like, She, she literally leaves the group. To go and, like, do her own thing. Like, throw, like, a oh, face. I just p- oh, blew it's that okay. right in your face. Tori just got a stizzy and she thinks she's cool, <laughs> blowing smoke all over my face. But whatever. I guess you I'm
1: cool. trying to get her. <laughs>
0: I'm high. trying to get her secondhand high. We're, we're in California, people. It's perfectly legal. <laughs> okay? No, but that was one thing that really bothered me about her. And honestly, any of my friends now, like, I took that as a learning experience. Because me and her were really close. So any of my friends now that really um, try to portray their haterade beliefs on me as well, like, I just have nothing to do with that. Yeah. And I'll tell people right off the bat. I even told her, even though we were so close, like, I want nothing to do with you when you're being that nasty, when you're being negative. I don't want it. I don't want nothing to do with it. Yeah. That's not me. I like meeting Because then it people. brings out your,
1: it brings down your energy, big time to like, <clears throat> and like what could be a fun night
0: yeah like instead of trying to make it like this positive experience like you're gonna really just ruin it from the get-go just because some new person came in and you don't know her and you therefore you don't like her like that's not cool that's yeah. called haterade
1: it is it is <laughs> 100 100 100 so um i'm gonna read in a write-in it's gonna be anonymous. Let me know if you guys out there relate to this. It says, ironically, when we start to get better, we also often get sad because we start to realize how much we've missed out on, how badly certain people failed us, what the younger version of us actually deserved. Healing involves healthy grieving, no way around it. Very true. Very. I think about all the toxic relationships I was in, friends, family, and I'm just like, I didn't deserve that, really. You know, when I was younger, I would always have this like, I'm well, I'm pettier, like I. I can be worse than you, you know? Yeah. Me but too. now I'm like, I don't have energy for that shit. No. I just it is what it is. That was definitely my mentality for a long time.
0: You know. But then you start to realize like what's more important? One upping somebody, being right all the time, or actually getting something out of a situation of being wrong. Because you can learn from your mistakes.
1: Yeah. You know? Growth. Growth. This says, your growth might awaken a lot of feelings and behaviors you haven't seen before. And because of that, it's important to know what is yours to tend to and what is not. Discerning this will keep you from carrying burdens that weren't yours to begin with. I think that's the perfect way to
0: segue into um, if you are in this kind of relationship, you know, don't feel guilty for Mm -mm. putting yourself first. Um, If a friend isn't showing you the respect for yourself that you have, then it should not be a guilt trip to drop them.
1: Or making you feel negative about yourself, you know? You or your accomplishments, having to tiptoe and whisper them instead of scream them and jump in a room, you know? Yeah, that's what you were telling me yesterday. Can you
0: elaborate? Because I was like, wow, like, that sucks, dude. I'm sorry you had to go through.
1: I've had friends before where I've had really good things happen for me and I want to scream and shout them. And that's just how I am. I love to like share, you know, this and this with my family or my friends, but certain friends, I would feel like I would have to tiptoe and see how their mood was or see, um, you know, if they're in the, Position to hear my accomplishments, and like, that you'd was really to, sad. You have
0: to keep your emotion, like your excitement, down because they them. were in a
1: bad mood or something bad happened to them. So you don't want to be like rubbing it in their face. Yeah. But see that whole having to tiptoe your your successes and accomplishments, or dim your light a little to like to appease make them. someone else comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's not a fr- that's not a friend. No, if they were a true friend, they would
0: be happy for you mm-hmm. and all your accomplishments, regardless of where they are in their life.
1: Because your accomplishments do we all not in want any way reflect their want our friends to grow and be healthy and have good lives. Be prosperous. And yeah. And we shouldn't look down
0: on people because things are going well for them. And you know what I I actually heard something? One of the reasons why people that come from the same place as you have a hard time um appreciating your successes or
1: supporting you.
0: Yeah, and it's easier for a stranger to do that is because they come from the same place and they haven't reached those successes, right? But again, this isn't a competition. We kind of went over this on the first episode. Yeah. Right? This is everybody has their own story and things will happen to them at their given time. Your
1: blessings will come when they come. Right. And your
0: successes are not in any way reflective of anybody else or your failures. So a true friend would understand that and be happy for you no matter what. And try to keep pushing you upwards. Mm -hmm. That is some straight up manipulator ass shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just like looked at the picture of it and I was like... (laughs) It
0: like popped out, huh?
1: Yeah, because they're basically
0: manipulating your emotions so that like whenever something good does happen, you have to feel lesser than yourself. That should not be happening. Don't let
1: anybody dim your shine, basically.
0: Shine bright like a diamond. All right, guys, there's also the harder topic of toxic family members. We've all had one, I'm sure. Sometimes, like we've said with the relationship one, it's kind of hard because maybe there may be bigger factors at play here, like children are in the picture. Sometimes it's hard because the moral code with family is, right, you respect family. They're your family. They're there forever. They're the ones that are going to be there for you. Mm-hmm. Um. But that one? That goes out the door, I feel, when, like, people are harming you. Disrespecting you, making you feel bad about yourself. Family is supposed to be people that support you, that are there for you no matter what. That bring you up when you are low, right? If a blood relative is not doing that for you, then are they really family? You know, you shouldn't be tied to, like, this, like, blood is thicker than water phenomenon. And I actually came across something that was really cool. It said stop fantasizing about the perfect family there isn't one and that's what ultimately keeps people that are in um a toxic relationship with a family member in that toxic relationship and going around in circles Mm -hmm. is that they're trying to portray like this perfect family that like doesn't exist
1: yeah or they make excuses for this family member (laughs) yeah everyone like just makes excuses I've had family members talk shit and I'm just like, what did I do to you? I did nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm just living my life and I'm bothering you so much. And I'm like, make them, make me feel, try to make comments about like how my clothes or Mm -hmm. this or that. And I'm just like, you know me, I just don't give a fuck. I wear whatever I want to do. I do whatever I want to do. And, um, the higher than now, then like feeling, you know, like I'm better than you type shit. And that's my own family. Mm -hmm. We're not in competition. In fact, we're two way different individuals. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I've had to cut out family members that would, like, not respect my boundaries, right. not get it. And I'm content with just having my immediate family. I don't have a big family because right. of that. And also, too, my mom. She's had to cut out a lot of family members, which she protected us from a lot of people.
0: Right. No, yeah, I totally understand. Um, I've had to deal with a very close family member. Um, He is the master manipulator type, right? And the victim type. And in this story, he plays both of them, you'll see. So um, there was a situation where I went with him to some stores and this particular store required you to park in their parking lot, which meant like you had to pay to, to park there, right? And um, they give you a ticket. And if you lose that ticket, then you have to pay a fee. Like, I think it was like 10 bucks, right? But if you don't lose it, it's like a or $2, whatever. So, whatever. We came out of the store. turns out he lost a ticket. And um, we're riding up to the attendants, like, little booth or whatever. And they said, right there, like, it's printed on here clearly, guys. Like, if you lose a ticket, you have to pay the $10. I'm just a worker. Like, my bad, you know? And this person starts yelling at them. Like, if it's their fault. Like, they can make that decision, you know? And I... I, at first, backlashed against him because I'm like, dude, it says it right here. Like, chill out. Like, it clearly states we have to fucking pay this. So he's like, no, no. He's so adamant about not paying it. We go back to where we were parked, try to look for the fucking ticket. Obviously could not fucking find it, right? So we go back to the tenant booth round two. Again, he's fighting. Only this time, the, the lady that was there called her boss over. And, um... This person had told me like, oh, you didn't have my back over there. Like you told them in front of him. Like it says right here when like, you know, you never have my back. And I was, I felt like shit. Like at that point, now I can look back and be like, that was manipulation 101. Right. That was him playing the victim. Yeah. To try to. Why weren't you backing me
1: up? Yeah.
0: And because tripping you. Exactly. And because he was family, I felt like, fuck, like I do have to back. He's my family. You know, mm-hmm. I have to do this. So, when we went back that second time, um, the the lady's uh, boss was like, oh, you came over here yelling at her. Don't be yelling at her like that. And he was like, I didn't yell at her. She yelled at her. And I felt obligated to, like, have his back and be like, no, she yelled at him. Like, she shouldn't be talking to him like that. Blah, 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 you know? Yeah. And when we left, like, finally, like, we ended up just fucking paying. Because it was, like, some stupid fee, like $10. And whatever. We paid. We left. And then... I felt like shit, dude. Like it didn't make me happy at all. Like that I had to defend him when I knew he was wrong. Yeah. It put me in a horrible position, and it went against every code that I have. You know. Like me, you feel sorry. like morally, like that you did the wrong thing. Yeah, and you know me. Like I'm not the kind. I'm not the kind of person that. Oh, if you're in my clique, then I'm gonna have your back. Um, blindsidedly, like doesn't matter what you do. No. If you're wrong, I'm going to be that friend to tell you, hey, you're wrong. Think about this, you know? But that just made me feel so gross. Like, so disgustingly gross.
1: And that's like it was something that got out of your control. Yeah. You know, and
0: at the the time, it was really hard to obviously stop and think, like, no, this person's trying to manipulate me. But now I can see it. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely distanced myself from that person a lot because of the behaviors that they keep exhibiting this isn't a one in like one incident where this happened and that was it There was multiple things you know so I did have to take a step back and be like you know what like it's not worth
1: it's causing you a lot of stress trying to
0: yeah salvage this relationship it's really not
1: um I feel like the second that you cut it off you get this <laughs> sense of like enlightenment almost and I read this quote and it says when you let go of people you are painfully seeking approval or love from you return to yourself You return to what feels truer to you and to what brings you happiness. You're reminded that life does not always have to feel bad, that you do not always have to feel like you aren't enough, that what you want for yourself and your future goes beyond a single person's regard of you. You notice the energy start to shift and flow flow more fluidly. Pay attention to all of this. And I think that's really how it feels once you cut that connection. And you start just making decisions for yourself, not having this clouded mind, not having this negative Nancy talking (laughs) shit in the background. Once you start really just making those decisions for yourself, Mm -hmm. you realize it's a breeze. Life's a breeze. Yeah. You just feel almost like, like happier. That friend that I told you I cut off earlier,
0: um, that was the feeling I received. Like you got your wings
1: back and you just like flew away. It was like, I didn't have to be a babysitter anymore. So if you guys are in a relationship or if you have a friend that's out there that is this person, I would say, honestly, take a step back, like Grizelle said, and just really look at the bigger picture. Is this person doing good or is this person just causing you...
0: Are they surrounded by negative energy, negative substances, negative things happening to them
1: constantly? If so, the problem isn't you, people. And that's when you might need to start learning how to set some boundaries with those people. And if those boundaries don't work then that's when you're supposed to go into... Into taking action. Whether that them. be Yeah,
0: whether that be confronting them or deciding to cut them off entirely or distancing yourself, um, you have to t- learn to take those steps. Always respect yourself, your emotions, your body, your dreams and goals, they're important. Then you'll be able to love yourself. You are your biggest supporter. Your needs are important and your mind and body is telling you what you need to survive. And live on so that you can have a happy life. So listen to your intuition.
1: Yes. And if all of the above is not working out, then you cut them off. Get them the fuck <laughs> out of there. You'll be
0: better off. Trust.
1: <laughs> Everything will just free flow. Literally.
0: Immediately. <laughs> like as soon as you're like, bye.
1: You find $100 on the floor. <laughs> We're wishing good things upon you guys. (laughs) So, uh, this is a heavy episode,
0: too. It is. Third episode. All right. (laughs) 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 Um, So, yeah. Toxic people. There's more than six types, guys. There's so many. And just, I guess one thing that I kind of forgot to say was that Try to pinpoint what the actual problem is, right? Because this term toxic is very generalized. It's an umbrella. Yeah. It can encompass so many things where like we saw that in relationships, you can have narcissists, you can have personality disorder, um, you can have uh, people who are pessimists and that's the actual problem, right? It's not just being toxic, like there's actual issues at hand here.
1: Yeah. And, um, you don't want to be that negative now and say that nobody wants to be around, no. Life changes. You lose love. You lose friends. You lose pieces of yourself that you never imagined would be gone. And then without you even realizing it, these pieces come back. New love enters, better friends come along, and a stronger, wiser you is staring back in the mirror. That's how I feel right now. I feel Aww. like I'm the person looking back and I'm just like, "Oh, like, look at you doing good. <laughs> <laughs> you being all happy. My sister-in-law was like, oh, just so you know, you got the most gifts out of everybody. And I was like, was I good this year? <laughs> and she was like, yes, you were actually good this year. Aww. And I was like, eh.
0: "Santa loves me.
1: I, I hope so. who doesn't
0: love me. I'm getting Krampus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm Have getting taken
0: to Germany. Were you? <laughs> <laughs> that might not be a bad thing. I've always wanted to go to Europe. <laughs> Aren't you guys going? I'm still planning to go in April, so... Maybe I'll have a, a foreign broadcast.
1: You yes, know? you
0: should go live oh, on our yes,
1: Instagram. Yes. I
0: will. I'll make sure that you guys are a part of my journey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So for Lyrical Locals this episode, we have a band called Mirage Wave. And late 2017, Mirage Wave was started by rhythm guitarist and singer Noeli Gonzalez. She was inspired and influenced to start a band because of influences like Blink-182, The Coat Hangers, and Smashing Pumpkins. Noeli and bassist Allie Gray started what was called the Napkin Queens.
0: The band was complete in 2019 after Steve Ostad and Maria Flattery joined the band.
1: Maria wrote, I'd like to think of the band as a collective, something all of us have been contributing to. We all inspire each other to write, and it's magical.
0: That's so cute, because that's kind of what we were talking about. I love that. Like it's having You guys just flow.
1: Yeah. We meant to do that. <laughs> so we're going to share the song Firestarter. The song Firestarter was started all with one guitar riff Noelle had been playing for a few years. You can follow them on Instagram at underscore mirage wave. To book them, you can go ahead and email Gonzalez at gmail.com.
0: And trust me guys, it's worth a listen. They're so good live. I saw them live. That's how that's how we contacted
1: them. Because they were. So great. let's yeah. go see them. Okay, let's listen to them first. Okay, and the song is Firestarter. Woo-hoo.
0: If you like them, check them out. Um, it'll be worth a listen. And if you have any questions about our podcast, you can email us at conceptualchaos at yahoo.com. Or you can check out our cool banter and images on Instagram at conceptual.chaos. And if you didn't like what you heard today, you can
1: never listen again. <laughs> Don't forget, though. Keep it cool. Under chaos. Love you. Bye. Bye.